Hey, what's going on? It is episode 281 of the Hammer Man Podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. So I've decided, I've convinced myself, and I don't really care about anybody's opinion about my music, but I'll tell you this. I feel like, so every Sunday morning I've been getting up before everybody and just coming down here and turning on GarageBand using the pre-recorded or whatever drums or the, they have like drum effects and then making different different music. But I think um, your drums sound so much better than mine. Those sound good. Well, they're computer drums. I mean, I'm not doing anything different. Well, actually you can go and tune them up. But um, you know what but I mean? You're not like, though, right? Um, I'm just like you know. You could turn the snare drum. You can go drum piece by drum piece and turn and and you know turn the tone up. Turn you know do that. So I mess out. with it a little bit. But it's just about a it's knob. So you listen, you turn it up. I don't like that. I turn it down. Now you're supposed to go just do the engineers know and people that aren't engineers don't know. So with that being said, I've I've considered that I've convinced myself that I could lie if if I was like you ever seen uh, Metallica some kind of monster. Mm-hmm. And that's not the only thing, but anytime you see a uh, a band just go in the studio and they're like, yeah, like, you know, James, this is specific to Metallica, but like, you know, James, he was away in the Himalayas for six months or in drug rehab and, and Lars was in, in, Netherlands, in the Netherlands and you know, he came back with these drum parts and, and uh, Jason came back with this or, you know, whoever, and they come together and they haven't met. They maybe sent a, a little bit of audio back and forth and... They make magic in the studio. I secretly think those are all full of shit. <laughs> I I really do. Like 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 you remember that documentary about uh, the was the great ones or whatever on HBO. Yes, it was talking about Jimmy Iovine. Yes, and and that and uh, they were like, oh, Bruce Springsteen came in here and he worked on the snare drum for like three weeks, just the same to get that same. And then I hear the song and I go, yeah, it sounds like a snare. Like I think. When these people and I'm gonna date myself now and I'm also gonna um, add my white trash points if you're counting. Um, I remember when Corn came out with their third album. I was paying attention, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I had my I had my ears to the ground, <laughs> but it was all like, "Oh, dude, Fieldy's learned this new like technique, and he's like, he's been studying this certain style. His shorts are like another inch longer. Yeah, the socks are higher. No, he's like before he had his goatee um braided. Now he uses beads, bro. Like you just like if you get it, you get it, right? But I remember that's just an example because I'm stupid. I remember hearing like. Oh, he's bringing this new technique in, and then hearing the same music. And yeah, it was sounded a little bit different because you have different producers and stuff. But but even at the like ripe age of seventeen, I was like, oh, but they're but they're full of shit, right? They're just like making new songs. And if you think it's some like grand new method, you know what I mean? Like like that. That's what I thought when you used to like go into the mountain. Like this guy studied by himself for a month and he came back and then he made heavy metal. I Let's no, I agree. I agree with I, I guess the idea of what you're saying, but then I I disagree that people come in and they already have like material and it's a song and they just get together and write it. I think that people have riffs or whatever and, and like in this particular situation, um, in this documentary about Metallica called Some Kind of Monster, it takes place uh before the like I think it's the making of the Saint Anger album, if I'm not mistaken. And there's a lot of other things that are going on. It's the, one of the greatest rock documentaries of all the of albums all time. to cover. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? They didn't know what was going to happen. You, you start the documentary, un, you know, I know. before but I you know we're just... going to, before you know that Lars is going to change over to that piccolo snare. <laughs> but I also just think like these guys are good, and when they get together, they can make good music. Sure, all this extra stuff is just extra stuff. So every every this is synonymous with every poppy great song that that we all love is like the the musicians like oh i just like sat down and i just i just wrote it in seven minutes played it and that was it like you know it took some tuning up or whatnot but the the structure of the song like i had the lyrics and i just sat down and i i just purged it it just came out um but this is i picked four notes and i did them some kind of monster uh is another idea where it's like oh these guys all come to the studio with just bits and pieces and they're like, hey, we booked like six months of studio time, three months, two months, whatever it was. And they're just like, we really don't have anything, but we have these little parts. And so now I've convinced myself that like if I sat there long enough and I played enough, I messed around with my bass long enough, I'd come up with a bass line. And then I'd say, okay, I got that. I feel good about that. And I do this and I do that. But for the two things that you've heard in the last two weeks that, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying they're great or just, they were good enough for me. I've done that. I've done about 75 
of those. And those are the only the only two that I wake up the next morning and go like, yeah, I'm still with that. I could probably so do something with that. It's good. Um, but I, I was going to the percentages are still are still hot. Do you know how many songs Britney had before Hit Me Baby One More Time really stuck? Are, are, you know you, what I mean? There, do you have you know an answer to that? Or, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. 42. Okay. And, and they were all bad. Yeah. But that one, that one was a genie in a bottle. That, I, Ooh, that's weird. Oh no, that was a different one. Okay, I feel but like you know that, how many songs before "Genie in a Bottle"? That song really took off because of the video, though. I mean, yes, it was yeah. poppy and catchy, but it's like there's also a that's girl a dressed point. as a schoolgirl, and you know, videos were still a thing. Would it have been you know as what? successful yeah. as "Quick"? I suppose uh, when you break it down to pop music, usually uses TNA to sell records. I suppose I mean, that makes a lot of sense. The same thing with that Primus video for My Name is Mud. Super sexy. Same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing as like when presidents of the United States of America made Lump. They were like, let's get our abs out and let's sell records. <laughs> Them and Usher were like the same approach. I still feel like, you know, if anything was going to make a resurgence, I talked about a couple weeks ago, is uh, the music video. The music video. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. We're ready we're, for it. We're ready for it, you know. I miss I, it. I think that if I'm going to sit down and look, people are, are watching TV in the background anyway, right? So they're on their phones. They turn on their favorite show, whether it be the Goldbergs or the Bachelorette or whatever it is, and they stare at their phone and they, they peek over their phone every now and then um, like a sniper looking down range, right, over the top of their scope to see where they where they where the round hit, which would be better to look through your scope. But... Um, but you got to You got to. I feel time. like nobody is paying full attention to anything. So this is the perfect time for the music video because it's the perfect background. You have some buddies over. You got some music videos going on. The music's going, and then every now and then they they put a, a good looking lady in the video or some cool yeah. graphics or whatever. Some take on me where you turn into a, you go from a a humanoid life like creature into a cartoon creature. Didn't it seem like it kind of got to a point of like. Like everything felt like it had been done. Like they had done every video there was to do. So people sort of tapped out and were like, yeah. We're still not doing that with movies and TV though. Well, I know, but but with videos, it was just like, hey, everything's streaming now and everything's disposable and you guys don't have new ideas, so we're not doing it. However, to your point, uh, so has everything else. Um, just bring it back anyways because we like it. So everything comes around uh from bell-bottom jeans to, you know, what, whatever it is, uh, you know, a Volkswagen Beetles. Everything makes a resurgence because it's like the nostalgia of it, right? I had a Bronco, too, a couple, not, not that long they're, ago. They're back, Loved baby. It. I feel like what a perfect time, again, for, for bands to start making, because especially right now during, we're, we're, it's a little late now, but with COVID and everything and bands not being able to, bands were doing the live streaming, yeah. right? They're saying, hey, support us, like, We'll put our, 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 our Vimo or our, our cash app information out there and we're going to do a live performance or certain members of the band are going to do some acoustic performances. And, you know, if you could throw a couple bucks our way in the meantime, you know, much appreciated. And, and people did that. But it, I think it got boring because it was like, okay, well, I've seen the acoustic version of my favorite songs and you're filibustering in between those or whatnot. But yeah. wouldn't it have been the perfect time to make music videos on a soundstage and put those out? I think the issue is just it takes a lot more people than you think, and they. I think it be doesn't in the same room. because I know like Billy Eyelashes is the perfect example. You can make a studio quality album on your phone or your computer. Can you? And, really? and, and people are going out there and making movies on their iPhones. Yeah, you know, and I'm not. I'm not. Maybe they're not Scorsese, but at the same time. What are we really asking for? We just we, we want content, content, content. Are so we're willing to high take high quality photos of their dinner. Yeah. They're taking pictures of their dinner. Excellent people yeah. taking excellent photos of their excellent really, dinners. Really, really smart people are taking pictures of their food. Look, we are a, <laughs> we we are all about content these days, and yeah. and so the more no, you're right. the more you have, the more you know. I want to see what my favorite band's been doing during COVID. I wouldn't the, mind seeing a couple live performances, but at the same time, let's put out a new. Let's put out some. You know, like the uh, the videos I was talking about, Mikey and his uke a couple weeks ago. He did that Jimmy at World cover. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I sent that to you mm -hmm. recently. And so that's cool too, where like these bands are, they're having different guys in their living rooms or their kitchens or wherever in their house in different little boxes around the screen. And they're, you know, they're, they're playing songs together from different bands, from the, the, their band, whatever. Uh, it's just a unique way, again, that humans figured out a way to adapt 
in this situation and, and come up with something cool. Well, there's never been an easier time to make content. That's for doggone sure. I, w- I think videos should come back. You know, the only person, the guy that I play music with, God bless him, my buddy Juan, he, um, he and his buddies and me sometimes when I'm involved, like when they're like having beers and just hanging out and eating late at night, whatever, they will just go on YouTube and people just go, Hey, um, check out that hollow notes, whatever. They just like pick bands and mm. watch videos. It's like, they're like the real life Beavis and Butthead. They just sit around except, except for like the commentary is not the same, you know? Right. But they still do that. And I remember it's probably that, not much different, but, <laughs> but last time I was there, and hanging out and watching videos of their house, I remember going like, "This is really great." I remember I go, I go like, "I don't know how many people still do this. This is really wonderful. They still do it." And um, I just felt like, like you ever, you ever, you ever meet that guy who goes like, you see a guy go to like S and J Stereo and get a record, and you go, "That's nice, man." Like that guy's still supporting small business. I like that. Like mm-hmm. that's cool. I like that you want this business to thrive. And that guy goes, that guy goes, uh, "Oh no, I never stopped coming here." Right. That's how my buddy Juan is. It's like, oh, we've always watched videos. And they just mm. go back to the well. And uh, I just, I don't know. That's a long way of saying I couldn't agree with you more. I think we all, but the problem is, is that the only music now that's selling is hip hop or rap or some deviation of it. Yeah. If, I don't think that's the right word, but some something like it. Um, so those are not real imaginative. They're all kind of like booties. <laughs> There's you know, yeah, booties, guys standing in the street money. holding their belt buckle or lower. With a bunch of other people behind him doing that thing where they, you know, what they do with the stripper money. It's all just, just like genitalia <laughs> and currency. <laughs> it's the whole thing. And then a little bit of booze. Not a bad name for this podcast episode. Yeah. We have a, a couple. It's a, little, it's a little medical, but. We got a couple of phone calls on the nice. voicemail. Should I check it? Yes, please. All right. Hey, guys. Kevin Keppel here. Um, was listening to the uh, last episode talking about driver's ed. I personally never took driver's ed, but I do remember driving around with my parents. However, I'm calling to say that uh, I recall driving down the Kennedy Strip with Ben uh, as a youth and doing the swap thing and Uh-oh. never being more terrified in my life. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, you guys are doing great. Great show. And uh, later. <laughs> okay. So it's been, it's been verified. There it's it been is. verified. Yeah. So when you guys think I'm making up stories about Hessville. Not so me. just to clarify, hey, dude, I make up when you and this stuff. guy were driving down Kennedy Avenue doing the swap, that meant that one guy who was driving wives. got got out of the driver's seat, didn't exit the vehicle, was still rolling down the street, and the guy in the passenger seat jumped over him and got in the driver's seat and be, continued driving. Correct. The swap is you leave your post. It wasn't like one Someone. guy had gum in his mouth, and then all of a sudden the other guy had gum in his mouth. No, 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 no. You leave your post while driving a vehicle. Mm. Someone takes that post or you all die. Is it front seat there to front seat no, always? There is no option C because you, you're you going in a good clip. Like you will all die. So I would be driving. Oh, and part of the fun is that you don't tell the other partner. Like you just That's like a, the hazing thing mm-hmm. of it. Like you're just driving. You're like, oh, man, you like this Green Day song, dude? Kerplunk's such a great CD. And you hop in the back. Mm. And they have to slide over. These are bench seats, right. uh, bench-ish, you know what that's, I mean? That's really the, safe, not the safest way, if anything, to Dude, do that. Well, I couldn't right? afford bucket seats, but they were something <laughs> thereabouts, right? Uh, so that person has to jump in and start driving. Captain's chairs were just a Now, train. if I recall this, and I don't recall it well because of just, I just you know, because the years have gone by, mm. uh, Kevin was in the back seat, so he was at the pure mercy of whoever was up front, and he didn't. <laughs> he was I, always in the back seat? I, uh, I don't think I did it. With him in the car many times. Oh, okay. I'm assuming not. I mean, I did it many times, but what are the odds that he was in there that many times, right? So, no. So, he, you're, imagine you're in the back seat and you're just like, I hope the other idiot switches. Right. Otherwise, we're all this, you know, this bird's going down, baby. Well, you didn't have much of a story to tell yeah. at that point in time. So, well, I'm not a liar. What's up, Dave? What's up, Ben? This is your boy, Charlie from Florida. Just uh, calling. I got a few things I wanted to bring up to you guys. The first thing was from last week's episode um, regarding the bicycle, or I'm sorry, the running equipment. And Dave, I think your buddy must have like stake in the company of all the the running equipment because like he's telling you to add on. Oh, you need the socks. You need the headbands. It's all off brand. God forbid you don't have the undershorts for the shorts. I think he's he's involved. He's getting a cut or something. No, he's just anything. I I would I would look out for that. Do you ever think about Uh, supplements, bro? That I really wanted to talk about (laughs) was this week's episode 
Um, I've never gotten a massage from a man, and I mm-hmm. don't think I would. So I'm kind of I'm sorry, dude. Dave on this one. Um, but I. <laughs> okay, there it is. There I it is. think I was though, waiting for it. If a man were to massage me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And let's say you didn't know that <laughs> it was Ben's masseuse, and out of nowhere, Uh-oh. he's working you. And then he's just like in your ear and whispers, "My wife." <laughs> I don't know, man. Would you would you tip him extra, or would you just bolt out of the room? Like I don't know. That's something you got to decide. But that was what I was thinking about. But anyway, that's what I got for right now. I might have more later. I'll call you back or something. But uh, keep it up, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Charlie. I don't have to decide anything because it's not going to happen. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. One is, isn't it ironic that his name is Charlie and I sound like the guy from that show? Two. You could hear the hesitation in his voice. It was thick as the air in New Orleans. You knew baby. the butt was coming. No, 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 dude. When he goes, when he goes, uh, he says something to the effect of like, "I've never had a, a massage by a guy," you know. But there, there was a little pregnant pause there. That's what I said because you could tell the butt was coming. Oh, like that meaning, butt. Like, yes. Okay, no, I thought you were going dirty with it. Uh, yeah, no, there was some trepidation in his voice. And, yes. and third, third, uh, I love his idea about the Borat impression. But I think even more subtle is awesome too. Is if he just like is working the glute and he just goes very nice, you know, just a little like it's nice, you know, just because if he goes my wife, that's almost like like remember the end of Godfather when it's like the guy looks up from the massage and takes one of the yes. the glasses. Yeah, Mo Green. Yeah, Mo Green. That's a little up front. I want this to be a little more subtle, like it's just a like a yes. You know, just that's it. Have you... Sorry. When, when you go to get a massage by this guy, <laughs> do you talk to him prior to and afterwards? Oh, by the way, it's almost done, brother. It's, it's The wheels are moving. What's Things what? are happening. Just, it's going to happen, dude. Anyway, after your massage, do you speak to him or you just grab your stuff and, and run out of the room? Like, what, what's... How do you... How do you I hate yeah, to say I unmount my, the situation, but I'm saying like, what do you do? Does, you do does he leave and you, and you have to, you're like forever unclean. I hide my shame. Like one of the women in, in, in a hand wives, what's it? Handmaid's tale. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. That's a great show. I, I hide my shame and I scurry out. Why do they hide their shame? You haven't seen that show? No. Do you really haven't? No. All right. This is going to be a line in the sand kind of thing, dude. I would like to know about the listeners uh, opinion on this. The Handmaid's Tale is a super good show, but it's also like it, ultra like English feministy. Show? No, 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 okay. not See, at all. For some reason, by the name, I assumed it was about mice. For some reason, no, not and I don't. I assumed it was about it was English people, and I was like, I'm out. Yeah, he thought not on like, the mice thing, but the English. He people. thought there was a little mouse going like Rusefy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's a uh, Cinderella joke, but um, not much of a joke. Hey, um, <laughs> uh, no, it's a really well-made show and it's great, but it's very like, I am woman, hear me roar. Mm-hmm. It's like the time I admitted to Lights Over Bridgeport that I liked Alanis Morissette. Uh-huh. It's kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like, I think people will go like, oh, this show's for chicks, but dude, it's a super, super good show. I stick by it. I Can stand you by a- my story. I'm probably the only person in the world that has not seen this. All right. Uh, but can you give me just a... Brief. Okay. It takes so. place slightly in the future and the ultra conservative, ultra, ultra religious, like, um, I guess it'd be right. I guess sort of makes a big move and takes over to the Capitol. How's this different than Fahrenheit? Uh, there's, I mean, there's elements of, of right. if, in a Venn diagram, they cross over the ultra conservative takes over and they go back to, Oh, Oh, because infertility is a big thing. Like, there's not a lot of people can have babies, like a very small percentage. Is it because of all the beta males? It's because, yeah. Yeah, dude, because <laughs> I think we're heading this direction. Yeah, all the coffee porters and beards end up just, nobody's spitting out anything decent, gotcha. right? So, um, basically, the fertility's down, and there's a big sect of people that say it's because of God's will, because of how we've been acting. So, these people sort of make a coup and take over America, and they run the capital and other few other cities, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. they have these women who are basically uh, people have uniforms, as I've been on the pro and negative side of before. But um, there's women that are fertile. They are handmaids and they're given to rich families mm-hmm. to make babies with them. Uh, and then there's a bunch of religious overtones and it's got like, um, you know, uh, it's a uh, satirical, but it's just it's really good. 
Gotcha. It's a really, really good show. So, I don't know why I brought that up. Because I asked you. Oh, about shame. I just walk out of the massage place. Um, no, dude, at this point, it's been a, a, like two or three of them. So, at this point, uh, I mention, I give them like a one. Like, you know how like when people write a book and they go, hey, we want like an excerpt for your book? I do that. I walk out and I go, boy, that's what it feels like when you don't. Yeah, I give him a blurb. Yeah, I walk out in the lobby. He gives me a water. Uh, he asked me ahead of time, "Do you want a water?" And I go, "Yeah, probably you better I should ask. have one." Yeah, and then uh, and he goes, "Wait till you see how you get the bottle." Hey, all right. So I walk in the lobby and I say a joke like, uh, "Boy, I guess that's what it feels like when you don't stretch when you've been running." You know, whatever. I say, I try to come up with something. No one's asking you to do that. You're just offering no, that as just part of nervous, your service. It's my nervous tick. Yeah. Mm. So I say something, and then. Uh, and then I leave. The first time it was a little, dude. Here's the thing: if you go in there all business, they treat you all business. You go in there weird. Have you ever watched Dog Whisper? Yeah, of course. Okay, you know how many Caesar times Caesar Milan? Yes, dude. You know how many times he's like, "You're giving like a calm, assertive energy." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's like, "And you, you're, you're taking your anxiety." And he's not at rest. This man is not at rest. If you make the masseuse, like, if you make him anxious. You have to be the packer. You have to be like, you have to be dominant. You'll rub my... Does gl- he choose the music? You, nobody chooses. It just happens. Like it's just Enya going on in the speakers or... Somebody owns that building and they pick Enya. Oh, okay. I just didn't know if you were... If he was like, hey, here's five different choices you got. You know what's if funny? You is to- I actually thought that because I didn't think Dorian was a, would have picked whatever was playing last time. Dude, it's all just like soundscape. Like it's like... A- yeah. Like meditation like, it's, music. It's like an ocean wave that takes 45 minutes to come back and to and fro. Um, but I remember listening to it and going like, this isn't Dorian's CD. <laughs> but whoever owns the place is like, hey, dude, I have the music taken care of. You don't have to worry about it. What if he drives out of there and listens to that on his own time? <laughs> what if he changes the CD on me? He's like, oh, dude, are you go- Are you ready? And I go, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. And he goes, so before you go in there, hold on, hold on. And he pulls out his CD booklet. Yeah. The kind that has four by four. Like we're talking about 124 capacity or something. And he goes in there. And then you go into change and you hear. And then Shy, of course, you know what that song was. Shy starts playing. Are you do expecting you just me to run? do? Are you expecting me to do? I didn't know no, if we were, we were going were to start doing a. Uh, if you want to do a low part, do a low part. But uh, what? No, I didn't what, what do you do, dude? If your masseuse just goes, oh, it's you, and then goes in there and changes the music. Yeah. You are, but you're already nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous enough. I just, I, I don't, I, there has to be some music. There can't be silence. No. Look, I don't want to do it. So I don't, I don't, I'm I want try, you, it sounds I, like I'm talking myself into like saying, if, if I did it, there had to be, I don't want to do it. Just because you don't want to. Could it be the Godfather it soundtrack? Or the, the Eastern Promises soundtrack, which I used last week. You know how awkward it's going to be <laughs> if I ask him? I go, hey, dude, I'm going to pay for a massage for my dude because he's weird about it with a guy. But uh, I'm weird about it with a girl, too, just so you know. This is not specific. So I'll, I'll say that. I am 100%. I would probably be more comfortable with a dude massage than a chick massage. Okay. And that's a Hey My Man exclusive. It's another Hey My Man podcast exclusive. You heard it here first. <laughs> but you know how awkward it's going to be if I'm like, hey, he's he's nervous about it. And the guy's like, I understand, dude. Not everybody. Not everybody. Like, What's his first massage? And he goes, no, no, totally get it. I'm professional. Can can you play Mario Puzio's? Was it Puzo? <laughs> yeah. Can Puzo. you can you play Mario Puzo's uh, Godfather soundtrack? And he's like, well, dude, we have like a, a thing. that we Like, I don't choose the music. I know, but. He would feel a lot better. He's up there putting like foam on the speaker just so it <laughs> drowns out the other sound. I forget how that song goes, but the Godfather, yeah. everybody knows. I mean, there's no, there's no lyrics, but I don't but need you. Know, I don't need you to it. I'll, I'll, it'll be here. All right, be all here. right. <laughs> you know, you're a good producer when I, I start talking about something and I assume the music's already going to happen. So, um, yeah, I know it's rehashing old stuff, but I, it's going to happen. I need you. To, you should not right away. I'll give you time. I the music, the, the Godfather music, it's ending right about now. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Hey, Dave. Hey, Ben. This is Harvey Woodlawn. I caught up with your last couple of episodes, and I had a couple of things that I wanted to say real quick. Um, so first of all, in regard to Ben's comment about 
office protocol. No, Harvey, you're what the best. Like to get an office and how much you decorate it. I just have to say, I found myself recently in a very similar situation. In fact, exactly similar. Granted, we don't have the same jobs. I don't work in a chicken plucking factory like Ben does, but does, yeah. I get it. I, I have never had an office before, and I recently got one uh, as part of a promotion, and uh, I really didn't know what to do with it. You know, I wasn't sure how to decorate it. I didn't know how much <laughs> of myself I wanted to put into it. And so right after I got it and uh, it was finished being painted and uh, all the furniture was put in, I just kind of went through my home and I collected some posters, some pictures, some little knickknacks that I thought would would express enough of myself um, at work in a work environment to make myself feel at home. And I got everything to work and I set it all up and I looked around and I, I just felt bad. I felt ill. Uh, it was too much. I didn't want to have that much of myself at my place of business, even though it was my office. Um, it just didn't feel right. There were too many touchstones to my personal existence that I didn't want questions about, and it just didn't, just wasn't going over very well. And then, Dave, I wanted to say in regard to your story about uh, teaching your son how to drive, um, I totally get it. When my son, who's a couple years older than your son, he just got his license a few months ago, but very similar experience. Um, and, and and my wife was uh, just as, uh, shall, shall I politely say, not convinced that it was ever going to work out as your wife is. Um, and frankly, very I kind of agree with her, but it. I also see what you're saying, that if you don't um, – even if, you know, you, you had to fake it. You had to fake that confidence in him because otherwise he's going to see that his mom's panicked, his dad's panicked. That's going to make him panic, and that's not going to get anywhere, anybody anywhere. I thought it was so genuine. I get it. you got to fake it till you make it. And uh, my son made it, and he's awesome, and I'm sure your son will be too. Um, it's a rite of passage. It's, it's, a, it's a rite of passage, and frankly, I don't feel like women have any place in it. That's not to be chauvinistic or anything like that, but, you know, it's a dad to son thing. I taught my first son how to drive. He's a great driver. And I taught my second son how to drive. He's a great driver. So anyway, dudes, great. Last couple of shows were awesome. I totally get it. I totally relate. And that's why your show is great. It, you talk about truths and uh, truisms, and they're very relatable, and your show is awesome. And, you know, I, I love you guys. So keep doing what you're doing. All right, bye. This is what happens when a writer leaves a phone message. <laughs> what he didn't say was his third and fourth sounds. Horrific drivers. <laughs> well, I'll, I, 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 I probably shouldn't add to this. I should let him uh, go down There's with so the many ship by himself. To add, you know? uh, but I too believe that this is a man's job. I'm not saying that women aren't great drivers, instructors, <laughs> but what I am saying is, I feel like they don't have the temperament. Uh, in general, to understand uh, or deal with near-death experience the I way a man does. I thought we agreed that they were bad passengers overall, though. I, I think that, yeah, I just made yeah. up in my sleep. No, 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 no. We agree. They're, we agree bad, on that. they're bad passengers. But I also feel like um, in the classroom, great teachers under a controlled environment, uh, maybe superior to men there. And I know I'm going to get flack, but I, I still have to believe that teaching your son to drive, I haven't had to teach my daughter to drive yet, but teaching your son to drive, I, like I said, I prepared, I'm prepared to die. So it is what it is. You know, uh, she's not prepared to die and she is, but she is prepared to scream at him till he does careen into traffic and kills them both. She's anyway. prepared to kill. Right. Prepared to die. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. I, I, I thought he was going to go like. I thought he was going to say like, "Hey, after um after my 13th picture of Twin Peaks on the wall, my boss came in and was like, "Nah, dude, you got to chill out with that." How about that? He's got an office. I draw the limit at four lost highway photos. And I do also want to I have a correction to make. I said it, so I'm not blaming Harvey or anybody else. I I don't necessarily have accolades. I know that's the word I used when I was talking about what I have in my office. I have family pictures. I have a picture, a painting drawn by artist and mobster Henry Hill mm -hmm. uh, that I paid a premium for. 
And um, <laughs> I do have some photographs. A of premium my... means more than a dollar. <laughs> I have some photographs of myself <laughs> and some other gentlemen and ladies that I've worked with along my uh, long, illustrious career. And then a couple of other um, uh, shadow boxes and stuff like that with memorabilia that I've collected throughout my career. But not, like... not like plaques of like, hey, number number one boss. I'm up to like eight pops and four of my daughter's artwork pieces. But yeah. whatever, dude. It's fine. Mine's Could you a... paint your office if you wanted? Would anybody care? I don't think Or would you care. like have to put in a work order and have someone else paint it? I think it would be a solid few weeks before somebody knew. And it's very small. <laughs> I don't so know. Not, I mean, would, like a quart, a pint of paint would I've do it. I've been to your office building, but I've not been to your specific space. So I don't it's know where. Big, but is, it ex- off, is it off the beaten path where someone would have yeah, to like go no. out of their way to get to it? Correct. Yeah. So it's like no, I'm I'm like Milton in the basement, I, dude. I was just about to say, what did, did they let you keep the stapler? Are you good with the uh, stapler? They're they're ass if they don't. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, it's it's fine. But. I think it's always a, a very touchy subject. I think I mentioned it before. A buddy of mine told me once you start decorating your office, you're sure to be moving into moving out of it. So dude. don't make yourself too comfortable because your actual job for most of us that even have an office. Uh, is to be in the field and then come to the office and get office things done, but then you still need to be out and about. Yeah, mine's for most people. Different. Yeah, yeah mine's great. different too. But I would say for most people, and maybe I'm completely wrong. I have another favorite Harvey, dude. Uh, Harvey Woodlawn is one of my favorite Harveys. Probably my favorite Harvey. It's a it's a real it's a real dead heat race. But I was talking to another buddy of mine, Harvey, that I grew up with. And he was talking about growing up in Hessville, which I know I opine a lot about growing up in Hessville. Um, but it is so funny, man, like what what perspective does. Because some people will go, I grew up in Hessville and like I was, it was pretty nice. I was kind of like Mayberry, you know what I mean? And then some people will go, I grew up in Hessville and it was absolutely like, it was, cra- I, it was crazy. I can't believe like we're still alive. And my buddy Harvey called me and he, uh, for whatever reason, was going over, he was listening to the show and he was like, yeah, man, I was thinking about some of the stuff you were saying about Hessville and uh, what about XYZ? And he started listing things that I had forgotten about and I won't go into detail, but there was some wild stuff that happened in Hessville during my era while I was there. And I don't know if it's because I was an a-hole kid or just self self-absorbed or sheltered. I don't know. But like there was some wild stuff that happened in Hessville as I was growing up and depending on whether you grew up on like Delaware or Arizona Avenue made all the difference in the world. Like if you're like three blocks over, like it wasn't like the hood cause it was like mostly like white trash ish, but like, you know how people talk about like the hood and they go like, you're good on one seventeenth, but if you go to one twentieth, bro, like careful what sweatshirt you I saw you adventures wear. in babysitting. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, right. you get it. You've seen lost boys. Um, <laughs> you, you understand, but, uh, yeah, it was so funny, man, but I was just thinking about that and how the perspective is and and that juxtaposed with me now having to focus or or operate in like an an office capacity. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm way out of my element, bro. Like like I have started doing a mental checklist of things that I don't know how to do and they are so basic. You would think like a third grader could my kid like my kid right now, I would be like, that's not how you wear a polo shirt, dude. Tuck it in, like figure it out. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. We'll add 31 years and I'm still struggling with the same thing. I'm like, ah. You don't tuck it in. I don't know how shirt. to like, never? No. Most of most of them are tailored to Probably. wear like, there's These the, aren't the untucked back of it. fancy shirts like you got for your birthday. Yeah, no, but the, the back's a little bit longer. It has like a little bit of a tail on it. I don't know. I mean, unless you're like a 70 year old grandpa, you don't, I don't think you tuck in a polo. No, I've been doing it wrong for a, little, a few days. I mean, then. do you wear one of those like uh, the, the uh, woven brown leather belts too? Or a gerbo belt? Yeah. And I, <laughs> I go over and That's what down. I'm saying. Yeah. No, but you got to go over and down, yeah. right? Yes. No, dude. But I, I started writing stuff down. Let me see if I can find it. I started writing stuff down because I was like, I, dude, this goes even bigger than I thought. Do you, th- are you confident? Are you confident? Like if I took like a, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Generally, if, if I took <laughs> overall, <laughs> how do you feel about yourself? Uh, no, if I, if I took like a, uh, etiquette instructor, mm-hmm. professional, 
you know, like when they do like a, uh, what do they do for women when they go like those classes where they have to learn how to be ladies? Yeah, my sister went to one when she was a kid. What do they call that? Uh, you know, I the proper yeah, yeah, etiquette yeah. classes. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you walk with a book on the top of your head, We're so your shoulders so are straight. That we don't know. That's the problem. But if I brought someone in here, are you confident you could tell them you know how to use charm work? classes? Charm classes. Yeah, be that's what la- she went to. You got to learn how to be a lady. And let me tell you something. She's not very charm. I disagree with you. So her kids are laughing right now. So if you sat down with the instructor of her charm school. Are you confident you'd use your silverware the way they expect you to use it? Well, I can tell you this. My family puts silverware out one way, and I've been to every other place, and people put it out different. So I don't know. Don't like, blame, I'm talking don't about blame a, the setters. I'm talking you about should a, be able to adapt. I'm talking about a, the general way we would set up for just a single course meal, which is entree only. No soup. Fine. And all Fine. that stuff. Yes. Let me strip it down. Yes. You have one fork. That's all you have. Yeah. How you, how are you holding that fork? In my right hand, but I set it up on the left side of the, the, the plate. Are you right-handed? Yeah. So you're eating it with your right hand? Yes. Are the forks up or are they pointed down? They're pointed up. All right. Well, I don't. I can't eat with a caveman like you. <laughs> well, I'm just... That's how... No, it's not how you do. So so you have a knife. Dude, now, my, mom, now you have a my knife. mom is listening and she is going to come after you on this. This is She's her way. After me. She's going to come after you. She taught me. She... Well... Uh-huh. Go ahead. You, didn't, you weren't listening. Okay. She said it right. It's not her fault. Okay. It's your fault. If you have a fork and a knife mm-hmm. and you're right-handed, where's that fork go? I put it on the left side. Now, even though you, I have to you, reach I, over the you, plate. I don't, I don't have the answers. But yeah, I, even though I reach over the plate, I'm telling you how I do it. So this is what no, no, I do. No, no. I'm, but, I, but, this is how I believe it should be done. You're right-handed. You hold the fork in your right hand? Yeah. So you're cutting with your off hand. Wait a second. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm using my. Yeah. I'm using. I, I eat with my right hand. One of yeah. us is Hesfield, but no, my, one of us. No, knows. my my knife is in my offhand. Offhand. Yes. Okay. So then you cut your piece of meat. Now this is good pod for listeners, but you cut your piece of meat, but your the hand that you would feed yourself with is, my is right now hand. stuck in a chunk of meat. So you switch fork and knife. What no, are you doing? I cut. I cut it all. And I put the knife down. Then you I you don't cut the whole thing. Yes, you're I not do. A child, this is don't That's be what ridiculous. I do. No, you cut. A I don't piece. cut one piece at a yes, time. Yes, you do. If you're a gentleman, I, I'm not. A, wait, we now wait. We start. We can start this whole conversation over again and ask when, me if I thought I was a gentleman or not. When I went to my cousin's wedding in the Dominican Republic a, uh, a couple of years ago, we would sit down at these places which were kind of fancy, and my wife would go like, "No, no, no." The one that you eat with, she would be like, "Use your. I'm right-handed. Use your right hand with the knife." Cut. By the way, she she grew up in Hasfield too. Let's be real. But she. Oh, well, you know what? No, no, I, no. I, I'm wrong. I'm backwards. She migrated. No, no, I'm wrong. Now that you said that, I'm I'm picturing myself as you see cutting, and I do. I stick. Yes, I, I eat with my left. Your my right hand. My fork is in my left hand. Okay. And my knife is in my right hand. I I, so, I I'm, okay. I'm changing my answer. So you cut one piece. Your off hand. Every single person right now is holding their hands up and, and imagining a fork and a knife. You know in their why? Because they're animals and they don't know yeah. how to eat either. Well, whatever. So I don't really know how to use um, a fork. Okay. So my wife was basically like, uh, "Okay, use the fork in your off hand, cut it, and that way, you." For who though? Because she thought other people would no. see you and be oh, embarrassed. By the way. She was just telling you, like, no, she was hey, it's like, a conversation. She was like, "Listen, you're going to spend all this money. You're coming to another country. Eat your food, right, dude." Like, look mm. how well the help is dressed, right? So then I'm fork facing down. Mm-hmm. Well, have you ever tried to have your fork facing down and then get that food into your mouth without it sliding off your fork? I only eat foods that are stabbable. Dude, my Aunt Mary once, when I went out to L.A. to visit her, she brought me to this fancy place like where Shaquille O'Neal worked out. It, dude, Vacation it was, dropper. Oh, my God. It was, yeah, yeah big names, right? Hey, they're winning awards, right? Um. But I remember this because we went to a fancy dish. She's like, I'm having lunch with people. You're invited. I was like 18. She's like, you shouldn't be here, but you're here. Um, just don't make a fool out of yourself. So I ordered spaghetti because how could you be a fool eating spaghetti, right? Uh, that's probably ah, the one thing I wouldn't order. I just feel like somebody else ordered it for me because I don't even like spaghetti. But I'm trying to eat spaghetti. And she's like, don't cut it. Yeah, you got to use a spoon. What, dude? Yeah. Okay, so be a gentleman and eat a ball of noodles the size of a baseball? First of all, you know my rule about ordering noodles in a restaurant unless they're fettuccine noodles. Well, so it went bad. But my whole point was I don't know how to use silverware. And so this all leads me to just like, like, 
I for years I wore a hooded sweatshirt and cargo pants. That was my because I was a forklift operator. That was my gig. So I wore the same chic. construction chic. I wore a warehouse chic. Now I have to wear like a little bit nicer stuff. Um, so to me, I go, okay, when I come home from work, now I can chill out, right? So I come home, I put jeans and a shirt on. I go to the store the other day to Myers. Dude, I don't know if it's like. There's I, no SU Northwest Indiana scum. I'm at the Jewels and then I'm at the Myers. <laughs> but I'm at Myers, dude. And I'm on there on a Sunday afternoon. Which means I'm off. I don't have to dress nice, right? Did you leave right from work or were you hanging out in your front room before you headed out? I was on the front room. I had a couple <laughs> beers in the garage, which is one <laughs> syllable. And then, uh, so I go to Meyer. Okay. With one, no S. And uh, I'm like, it's Sunday. I don't have to look nice today because I had to look nice all week. And that is the Lord's Day. Yeah, but who says it's Sunday? I don't have to look nice, but anyway. Well, a pagan. <laughs> so I go to Meyer. I'm looking around, and you here's like you may not think this is believable, but I was shopping amongst some of the best looking people I've been around in a while. Wait, in the in, in at the, the produce, Highland, Indiana yeah. Meyer yeah, in dude. Northwest Indiana. That's where the now yep. I have been to Scottsdale, Arizona, and I will <laughs> tell you that you are not amongst the best looking people. Wow. Go to the uh, the campus of Arizona State University, and you tell me that Northwest Indiana. I've been there. Okay. And and it's debatable. There's a debate to be had there. But I noticed it and I wrote it in my phone because there was at least three or four couples that were both dressed, man and woman. I was It was like I was watching Legend of the Fall. I was confused. I was like, I'm not sure which one I like more. There you go, going from like a nine to a seven again. But I'm looking, all these people are so done up. And I got mad, dude, because I was like, is this part of it? Okay, now you're in an office. Now you got to look nice. Seven days a week, dude, and they they didn't most likely didn't even leave church because of COVID. Still, like, right? dude, who goes were shopping? Church? Were they dressed for church? I don't, I don't think so. Okay, they just look nice, and I was like, who on a Sunday afternoon is like, yeah, I'll do my hair and church makeup people. and stuff. That's it. You think they were shopping after church at yeah. the grocery store? Yes, yes. There's so many masses. I don't I'm care not, for that. Dude. I don't even go to church, and I I know this. But my point is when. Do I get to quit trying? Because when I was 20, I would have said, oh, dude, when you're 40, you can kickbacks and not, not give a shit. Well, guess what? That day showed up and now I got to dress even better than when I was 20. I would like to relax. We're going to be the first generation to do that because even my dad's generation, the you know, generation before us, even on like a, a, when we went anywhere, it's like, oh, the, like you said, maybe like a polo shirt or you know, like something a little with a collar. I don't care if it was button up or a polo or whatnot, but it had a collar on it. My dad definitely wasn't wearing a George Thorogood and the Destroyers t-shirt. If although he, he probably, somewhere. he would wear like a Harley shirt or whatever uh, around the house, like sitting in the garage with jeans garage. and moccasins uh, or like in his, in, in his little, in his little shop. Dad wore moccasins? Well, like, you know, house slipper moccasins or whatever. But then when he went out, he would throw like a, a, uh, a flannel like, and button it up over his Harley okay. shirt. It had a collar on it. Like I, I think that I always remember him having something with a collar or a satin jacket. He was probably like going a, through what like I'm a, going through. He's probably like, ah, we're going to the store. God damn it. I got to put a shirt on. Yeah, probably. You know? I could be completely wrong. So, but this whole thing is like. My mom like, yelled at me today about not remembering that we drove together. So I could, she's. I, your I memory's my faulty. Mom, I think COVID <laughs> took a toll on me. Yeah. My whole thing is just like. I I understand like, and my wife goes like, "How does it feel?" My wife, she goes, "How does it feel to finally start taking care of yourself and not looking like a slop?" And I was like, "I don't care for it. I don't like it. I guess it feels nice for like thirty minutes and then I'm over it." Dude, I uh, same thing. Also at the Meyer, right? So the other day I'm going shopping. It's a different day. I go to Meyer a lot. If you, hey, if you guys ever want to hang out with me, just go to Meyer. Did you holler at my boy? Uh, in the RD? barbershop. RD at the yeah. barbershop? No, I did not. Okay. But I'm I, I'm in desperate need of him, so probably. Um, but I go there, and you know how you don't want to go uh, shop, grocery shopping when you're hungry? I'm always hungry. <laughs> That's my key. I'm always <laughs> angry. But, like, you know how you don't, like, want to. Yes. The, the, yes. the trope is to not do so. Mm. So I go to, um, they changed the name from Huero Taco to, what do they call that, Boss Man Tacos? I have no idea. There's yes, a place in yes, the Highlands, yes, yes, which, yes. by the way, used to be uh, El Huero Tacos, which doesn't mean boss man. No, 
Was it El Jefe Tacos? Yes. Yeah, it was El Jefe. But it was spelled with an H. Yeah. That was the problem. All right. Too much time on that business. But my point is, that's my um, like guilty pleasure spot. Like when I am, uh, like when I want to treat myself, I go to there and I get what's called the Sweet Hog Taco. Mm-hmm. Dude, it changes my, it alters my whole day. So I was like, I'm going shopping. I'm hungry. I'll get one taco. I get one taco. And these tacos, and I'm only telling this because it matters for the story. The sweet hog taco is is a uh, slow pulled pork, pulled pork with um, a fried onion ring on top, coleslaw. Dude, it's like barbecue, and then they just happen to have a taco there for you. Yeah, you know how I don't like artisan it's tacos. It's so good for me. Mm-hmm. So I get this thing and I go, I'm going to eat this. Who eats one taco? Three is it's the three. So, it's three fifty. Three is the smallest amount of tacos a man can have in a Not sitting. Not these things, dude. Three. They're three fifty a piece. I don't care. Three is the. You cannot get one if you taco. Ate, if you ate three sweet hog tacos, then I could hang out with you because that makes you super cool. But I just like I had to shop, so I got one. Dude, I'm telling you, they give you a fork. One. Is the loneliest number. Bro, it's not a street taco. They give you a fork because they go, we know you're going to need it. You don't even know how to use a fork. Yeah. They don't, they know you're, they know most people are going to need it. They don't know you don't know how to operate with one. That's a good point. If they, if they see me eat with one, they'd probably be like, just use your fingers, yeah. animal. They're just like, what we're going to do is take the contents, put them in the plastic bag, and then we're okay. going to take the handles and put those over your ears. And, and you figure it out from there. sloth from the Goonies like <laughs> silverware, or should we forego this little charade? So they give me a taco. I want to eat it while I drive, but I can't. Well, one, because I have no cooth, but two, because it's um, it's just too sloppy. This coleslaw falling. You, down. no one can. Don't feel bad. No one can eat a taco while they're driving. I can, can't happen. But not not a sweet hog. Can't Dude, not a sweet hog. So so I make it to Meyer. This is all. Hold I up, s- wait, stop. You're telling me that any other taco behind the, beside the sweet hog you can eat and drive. Without any issue, can and do will always. All right. I don't prefer gonna, it. Gonna, I don't we, prefer we it. We have to put this to the test. I will. Yeah. Lettuce is falling everywhere. Cheese is falling everywhere. I think I care about that. Okay, so then you can't do it. What, what? you're saying is you didn't say I can't you, do it without spilling a flake of. That's leaf. what I'm. That's what I meant. I mean, obviously, anybody can chew, put something in their mouth and chew it. Yep. What I'm saying is nobody <laughs> can eat a taco without making a huge mess and getting taco ingredients everywhere while driving. It's a Dude, I, I'm. So it's the wrong wait, food. Just wait till you see me do it first. Okay, I'll video it. But um, so I go to Meyer for the 14th time this week. I pull up, and this is all going to come around because the whole point of this is I. I'm a fish out of water. I don't know how to act now because I'm supposed to be an adult with kids, with an office and a collar, and I don't know how I feel about it. So I I, I get this sweet hog taco, and I pull up to Myers, and I find a parking spot, and I go, I even go not by the door. I go, you know how like you have like you walk in the door, and then you go one, two, north, south. Like you get away from the door because mm. all the all the people want the one right next to the door because they're like. Oh, I made it to the grocery store. I could possibly walk another 10 yards. Yes. Not me, baby. I go three or four over. I'm way out of the way. Plenty of room for me. No one's going to ding my car. Except for my kid who I have park at that area of the parking lot <laughs> to avoid all their cars. So Logan and I are pulled up at the buyer. But I pull up and uh, I pull out this sweet hog taco and I observe that they gave me a fork. And I know why they gave me that fork. They're like, So you're in the car. Your sweet hog is out. I'm in you're ready to Okay. Yeah. Sweet hog is out. I'm ready for action. I pull that hog out and I say, let's do this, baby. And I open my mouth and I'm ready for it. But so I pull out the fork and I start. First of all, I need the fork because I can't eat it all without the fork. So I chip away, chip away so I can get at this baby. And then I look over and I realize that someone has pulled up next to me. No, it's not like I'm the, I'm not like in a desert wasteland. It's not weird that they pulled up next to me. It's really not that weird because like it's not that it's fairly crowded. But I look over and I go, I'm an adult now. I'm supposed to act, I'm supposed to comport myself accordingly. They don't get out of the car. They start chewing on something. It's a female, which makes this worse. Kind of like the bank teller story. You have to Google that one. Whatever. So I look over and they're chewing on something. And then they're on the phone. But I want to dig into this sweet hog. Mm. And I can't because this chick pulled up and she's just... Taking all day on her phone, doing whatever. So I'm picking a little bit, and I'm just... It probably took like three minutes, but in my mind, it's been an hour. 
I'm going like, bitch, you got to get out of the right. car. You got to go into Meyer. She's not. She's just hanging out. So I'm like, you know what, dude? I pull. This is my parking lot. I start trying to eat the sweet hog, and she looks over and sees me, like a whole hog on the sweet hog. Hundred percent, like a like an animal. I got coleslaw falling everywhere. It's like you said, exactly. except for you didn't understand how sloppy this taco was. Mm-hmm. And then she's nibbling on something, not nearly as messy. She just won't get out of the car, dude. She's eating sashimi perfectly with her chopsticks. <laughs> she's just smearing wasabi, and she, yeah, yeah, no no utensils. So, but now I'm getting mad. I'm like, why did you have to? I'm trying to be disgusting. In a parking lot by myself and be gross. Uh, I keep looking over, and I, I'm really like I'm getting like hot in the collar now. I'm like, you gotta move. This is my spot. It's like you walked out of your office or out of a <laughs> a, a, a communal space into a, a closet to fart, and there was a chicken there already farting. Yes, <laughs> she's like I I I was actually farting. In yeah, first. except for mine was way louder and gross. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I go into the adjoining closet to fart, and she lets out a little toot, and now, and mine just sounds like a three wiper. Yeah. So that's what I'm yours doing. is gonna get. It's gonna be itchy when it dries. But dude, I started like blatantly looking. You know, how I am about awkwardness. Like yeah. I tend to embrace it You're sometimes. I look over, and I'm like, "Come on!" I'm giving the look. Like, can I? Can I? Can I shame myself in peace, please? Um, she looks over, goes back to her phone. She's talking on to somebody while she eats. I was so mad that I pull out of this spot and I go three spots down so where she can still see me, but not well. Like, she can still tell me to use sweet hot taco, but she can't see the details. And I just smashed it in my dumb fat face with a fork, without a fork. I don't care, dude. With reckless abandon, I shove this pork in my face. Who could go back? (laughs) It would be great if you would, like, get her attention and have her roll down the window and be like, do you have salt? You know, some sort of condiment yeah. that she could hand over. What, yeah. Hold, she's on the, hold on. What was that? Yeah. Do you have any salt for my, my whole hog taco? Yeah. I need that. Peg, go ahead and throw it from your car into mine. I need a, some sort of exotic. That would be like taking the, the edge off. Like I nice, just call attention nice to breaker. it and be like, hey, I'm going to eat this thing. I'd be like, uh, like one of those like stupid memes. I'm like that feeling when <laughs> you're eating in a pound of pork and someone pulls up to you and they look at you like, why are you doing that in your car? Instead of at home, yes. it, why is your fork facing the wrong way? They're like, who eats tacos But it cars? just cracked me up, though, dude, because I ended up moving a few spots. And it wasn't like I went somewhere else. Because it's funny if you drive away to eat your taco mm-hmm. in shame so no one sees you. And, dude, it was so sloppy, but it was so ah, so This is my favorite taco in the whole world. If you haven't been there, eat one of those and, and then come at me, bro. But it wasn't that I just did that. I just moved far enough away to where she could still tell I was doing it. But I didn't have to make eye contact anymore. Whatever works. Anyways, the whole Whatever point works. of that story, dude, was like I something happened this week. There was like a, a Mason Dixon line. Something happened to where I was like, I guess, um I guess I gotta um I don't know, be an adult or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that I just uh like I need to go to that charm class. Mm-hmm. I need the gentleman's book. You do. I have to dig it out. Yeah. What did you have other points of? Uh, you said you wrote down some. Oh, the taco was the big one. The fork oh. was also a big one. Um, I did, I don't know how to use a fork. I don't know how to eat tacos. Uh, and the people dressed. How do you hang a toilet toilet paper under or over? Oh my god! I think I think under is the way. No, over. Over is the way. Over is like a waterfall. Okay. Where the toilet paper I comes remember over. hearing Jay Leno talk about it. I don't know what Jay Leno his, says, but I just wondered how to One of his filler it. spots. I think... I would almost... Add, that would be the first question, not that you were asked, but that would be the first question I asked on a speed date. When replacing a toilet paper roll, you know, you only have so many... On a speed date, you only got so much time. That's what I'm coming out. That is what I am coming out of the, the shoot with. Deal breaker. Deal breaker. Well, dude, I spent a lot of time driving forklifts, man. Not a lot of time wearing polos. You, and by the way, polos would, aren't aren't dress clothes. You spent the spend the comparable amount of time as every other person going to the bathroom, though. So that's something way more we could all have an opinion on. I don't need to go into detail about the sweet hog. <laughs> but I was going to say, dude. especially with the sweet hog, way more. Um, oh, dude. Speaking of, I don't know if you have stuff, but speaking of, <laughs> uh, speaking of, um. Driving a forklift. Did you mm. know a buddy of mine came into 
my office this week and was talking about how funny it is when he's like, you know how forklift drivers wear those shirts that talk about like forklift pride. And I was like, I was like, no, I drove a forklift for a full decade, by the way. Uh, I don't know how cool that makes me, but like I drove a forklift for a decade. I go, and no, we don't. He goes, no, dude, it's a thing. Google it. Forklift drivers um, have a whole line of t-shirts. What union is that? Is there a specific union, like an operator, like a kind that they they they, didn't let me join? I mean, I was, I drove a forklift under the uh, grocery, uh, local 881 here. Okay. But it wasn't like a operator forklift specific. In fact, I never even, I, I probably shouldn't have even got a forklift. Well, they do, man. They do. Um, there's all kinds of shirts that say like, I have to bring you in some sweet ones. I ordered a couple. I mean, I can Google. <laughs> yeah, well, you should Google. But there is, um, there's a whole line of people that take pride in being forklift drivers. Like, like a. Like there's shirts that go like, um, excuse me. There's a sh- there's shirts that go like, I'm a forklift driver. Oh, you thought I was a magician? Yeah, I can see why you're confused. Like stuff like that. Like there's these punch <laughs> there's these punchlines like, like, uh, we fix problems. That's what we do. We uh, drive on forklift. a forklift. Yeah, but I go, dude, I did it for ten years, and you know what I did on a forklift. <laughs> I got pallets down from a high location. And I brought them to a low location. And then you gave it to the guy with the pallet jack. And yeah. And he just pulled it around They're the corner. There's for pallet jack drivers too. I did. Baler for, operators? Dude, I, yeah, dude. Uh, dude, this is an untapped market. Cardboard bales? I used to bail like a mug. Are you talking about cardboard bales? Yeah. Like for recycling? Yeah, you like in the office when he's like, don't touch the baler, you know, where you put all the cardboard, you crush it down, put the yeah, wires through. Yeah, yeah, you that, did that? When I worked at the grocery store, that was the gold stand. No, driving the fork truck was pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Because guys like to drive one fork truck into the other fork truck. Um, <laughs> yeah. But again, man, this is a whole other episode. We will we'll get to this, but like being my the best job I ever had was I can do five work, working in the grocery store but I have to tell you the baler um was great and then the the trash compactor because we would whip things of of ragu like the big glass bottles into the trash compactor and watch them explode I mean for a, so a fun thir- you're, yeah, 13 for a 15 year old boy or 16 or whatever right in there nothing is cooler than breaking crushing compounding anything that you could throw into the baler to crush between cardboard when no one was looking dude dude amazing if you gave my kid five bucks an hour and you were like hey you get to oh. smash shit he'd be like i'll do it for two this is the mentality of this is why you know they this is why men die early this is this is again if aliens came down to the earth and they're like Wow, these are some superior beings to all other beings on this planet. However, uh, here's me putting a bunch of, uh, <laughs> you know, a huge pag, uh, bag of diapers, pop, everything in the baler when no one's You're watching and just crushing them for the, the yeah, for, for, for the sake of crushing them to hear the noise. Uh, that's where we were at at 16 years old. And I, I'm, I'm laughing about it now, so that's probably where I'm at at 44, Is given the opportunity. I would go back. And work in the uh, dry product bay at the grocery store. Frozen food, too. I would, too. It's just the, the, you know, the conditions. No downside. Hot and cold. I'm fine with that. All right. All right. This forklift driver has serious anger issues and a genuine dislike for stupid people. Could you not replace that with like postal worker? Yeah, of course. Or, uh, but I want to see the ones that are the wife of a fork drive. I'm the <laughs> I'm the wife of a sexy forklift driver. Mrs. Forklift number one oh seven. Yeah. Uh my husband Or get forked. You know, the guy driving the fork truck. We, yeah. we can make these. Get forked, yeah. My husband lifts that ass. Though. Right. Uh keep forklift operators safe. Don't show your boobs till we come to a complete stop. Okay. That's probably safe, right? Dude, they, you remember back in the day when, when people would say, uh, the rumor was if you bought the anarchist cookbook or you got it from the library, the government was keeping tabs on you. 
And they need to be keeping tabs on anybody who buys these shirts, right? There needs to be some sort of a library like, to later reference for. Yeah. Like when you get the anarchist cookbook, yeah. like, well, you're on a list. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a kid raising, and then it shows a, a forklift lifting, bills paying, husband missing, house cleaning. Okay, okay, okay. It took me three times. Don't buy this shirt. I am a kid raising, house cleaning, bills paying, husband missing, forklift operator's wife. I knew there was one out there. And I love my life. This chick's saying... That's a special woman. This chick's saying, we don't pay our bills. I never see my husband. My house looks like shit. Um, And I love my life. Yeah? Do you, though? Let me put a bow on this. Uh my wife was just telling me how she was listening to uh, Michael J. Fox's audiobook, and she was just just over the moon about Michael J. Fox when she came, how great of a person he was. And Way said, easier than reading his handwritten said, book. I said, you know who, who's even a better person than Michael J. Fox is Michael J. Fox's wife. And she said, well, how do you know that? I said, everybody knows that. Everybody's been talking about it for so long. She's like the most loving Tracy, the most loving woman, blah, blah, blah. He he. He fawns over her, this, that, and the other thing, and I was like, "You, you, you, you're like one percent of what this lady is to Michael J. Fox." You give her I don't know miracles. <laughs> so, two percent. Uh, just saying, this lady with the forklift—that's another supportive lady. If your husband is a fork truck driver, this is no disrespect to fork truck. This is no disrespect to forklift drivers, but it's majorly disrespectful to forklift drivers. <laughs> if your wife. If you have a woman who wears this shirt, you have keeper forever. My wife was my wife when I drove a forklift, but she would have not worn the shirt. Is the is the issue? And she probably would not have continued to be your wife if no. that was where it ended for you. She would have been like, "You, I'm getting better looking. You need <laughs> to figure it out." I am a forklift operator. I don't stop when I'm tired. I stop when I'm done, and. Master of Stock, Lord of the Warehouse, Loader of Doom, Loader of Doom, Defeater of Chaos. In short, forklift driver. Dude, I did this for ten can years and this, I didn't know. Can you add this uh the link to the face our Facebook page? I'll add all these links. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I just didn't know that there was pride. If anything, I felt a good decade of shame. Mm-hmm. Now, I know I worked hard for my money. It's the hardest job I've ever had. Bunch of I mean, you're stepping on a gas pedal going and looking over your shoulder as you Go Dude, backwards down an aisle or two. Get off! You got to wrap yeah, shit, bro. It's harder than you think. But I'm saying it was very difficult work. But none of that time did I ever take a ton of pride in it. <laughs> it was like, hey, that was hard, and I got you it know done. What? What's my check look? Maybe like? that's what's wrong with us. Maybe there are people out there that go, yeah, I understand. But you know what? It's a it's a hard day's work, and I'm proud of it. I uh, maybe I'm coming across wrong. I. No, I no, you're coming across right. You're going work. I feel I do a good job, but it's not something I'm bragging about at the bars. Right. <laughs> right. So. Like you know how firemen wear their shirt to the bar to get free beer? Volunteer firemen, do real firemen do the same? Yeah, dude. Okay. Free beer is free beer. <laughs> no, I know that, but there's I, a reason they do that, because it works. Yeah. Do you see I'm a forklift operator. My sense of humor may hurt your feelings or offend you. I suggest you buckle up, buttercup. I challenge no one because that's what this shirt says. I feel like I need to put a poll up to find out if fork truck forklift operator is even in the top 6,000 sexiest jobs. Bro, one more. I am a forklift operator. I love my career, but even more than that, I love my smoking hot wife. I mean, if you have a smoking hot wife and you drive a forklift, good on you. Let me tell you something. If you have a smoking hot wife, you better love her more than your forklift. <laughs> that being said, I drive the shit out of forklift. All right. That is episode 281 of the Hammer Man podcast. We'll see you next time later. Back when things were way different than the youth of today. And the early-
seconds Taught me some of life's most valuable lessons There's gonna come a time when the scene will seem less sunny It'll probably get druggy and the kids will seem too skinny There's gonna come a time when she's gonna have to go With whoever's gonna get her the highest Done this if it wasn't for you. 